This is Our Town, and I'm your host, Justin Baker. Have you ever taken something apart and didn't think you had the chops to put it back together? You know, maybe put the tool belt on a little too tight that day. Well, as a guy who's had two fixer-uppers and taken on projects way out of his league, I know the feeling of despair that can come over you when you get those doubts about what you can and cannot accomplish. And I blame YouTube mostly. It can look really easy on a computer screen, late at night, on the couch, having a glass of wine. But this month, my guests, the Albany artisans, there is no despair, there is no doubt, and they got it. They are a scrappy bunch with a can-do attitude. Chris Hacker, Kelsey Adams, and Charles Strainy, they have got you covered. So sit tight. In a minute, the professionals, the pros, are going to take you through the trials and tribulations of historic renovation and how you can renovate an abandoned McDonald's into a grocery store. It was a wild conversation that twisted and turned. But first, if you have any doubts about the love for your house, just listen to this. It's hard to put it into words When I tried Life felt absurd You like the roots of my soul I tell myself not to lose control I'll take it slow but it's hard to do When you're lying like me on the line like you You got the hands that I wanna hold You like the room to the house of my soul God damn
first. <laughs> this is, I'm bringing you the tough questions. Um, well, we don't have to look at anything. Um, so, well, thank you guys for doing this. This is awesome. I know it was like super hot out today and you're probably tired. Yeah. Maybe. Not right? Out. Yeah. First, yeah, first of it. Sunburned and tired. Yeah. So we have Chris, uh, Kelsey, and Charlie. Yep. So, well, Charlie, you're the newest. So how long have you been with the Artisans? Uh, Like six months or something like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to turn to you for... Kind of feels like forever. Gossip. Um, and then Kelsey, <laughs> yeah. Kelsey, you're the, you're, as Chris I mean, described, like a project, project manager. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I've been here for maybe four years now. At least. Yeah. Maybe yeah. longer. No. Yeah. Maybe even five. Okay. And then Chris, you're the, you're the brains behind the operation. Oh. <laughs> yeah, suppose. Don't look, don't look surprised. <laughs> Whoa. So what I was curious with, with you guys as an organization, the Albany Artisans, and we were talking about this a little bit before, and you kind of answered, but you were way off mic. But I'm curious, like, with the artisan part, because I think that's important, because it has this word art in it that you respond to in terms of how you approach a house. So what it, how does that mean for you? How does what does the artist in part mean? Well, I guess I could share where the name comes from and how it originated. Um, when I was 27 years old, we started restoring this old house on Madison Avenue and I did it with the carpenter who I had an apprenticeship with. And that's when I first got an understanding of older buildings and how they work and what you're possibly going to run into while restoring one. Uh, He encouraged me to talk to my aunts and uncles about acquiring the home, and it was my generational home, and uh, the family got all around it, and we acquired it, and we had the idea of creating an artisan guild out of this home, this 5,000-square-foot home, and uh, that never came to fruition, but we did continue our carpentry, and we stuck with Albany Artisans. I'm going to stop the tape right here, just for a second. Because I wanted to get a little bit more from Chris about the beginnings of the Albany Artisans. So I went back a couple days later and recorded a little bit more with Chris. And here is part of that conversation. And did you just find them? Well, it was a a generational house. And in my family, they didn't throw things out. Like, so if the handle was missing on the pot, you'd find the handle and the pot would be somewhere. Um, they stowed away things. They didn't really throw much out. The house was filled with stuff, and we went searching, and we stumbled upon them, and they're right there on the wall. <laughs> yeah. So that inspired you to, like, bring the house back to its original, like, vision, right? I mean, isn't that... Yeah, this, this, this was 2000. Year, it was 2000, Y2K. And uh, the carpenter I had worked with at the time, again, encouraged me to talk to my family, my aunts and uncles, about acquiring the house. And we did. And then when we stumbled upon the drawings and the carpenter I worked with um, had the interest in constructing the front porch with us. And 
we were off with our drawings. We took our drawings the very first time I ever had an opportunity to sit in front of the Historic Resource Commission and say, hey, this is our project. And what was kind of unfulfilling is that they were most interested in who the architect was in 1922. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So it was a go right off the bat. They're like, what? You want to do this just the way it would, as, a, as the drawings represent? And I said, yeah, I do. And uh, I think one thing it did for me in establishing Albany Artisans was... Um, at an early age of 27, I think it lent a lot of credibility to what we were doing um, and immediately, attra immediately attracted others to uh, ask us, could we look at their project? Could we look at their project? Yeah. Their project? So Because uh, the house had no porch, right? Because it's a massive porch out front. Yeah. And, and at one point. And it's the carport. Yeah. Right? So that wasn't there either. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, geez, I guess question like, um, yeah so at some period in its, in its lifetime it had decayed heavily and mm -hmm. grandmother had it taken off yeah so there was probably a period of about 30 years or more yeah maybe 40 um, where there was no porch and then when we came into the house to restore all the broken radiators and try to heat it up because there was ice coming down the stairwell. There was ice in the ceilings. It was, it was a big project at the time. That's when you got it. Yeah. Wow. That's when we acquired it. Um, my aunts and uncles were were. Had it sat empty for a while? Yeah, yeah. No one was living here at the time. Oh, okay. Um, but my grandmother did live here without a porch. Um, it had fallen in disrepair. Um, she was older in age and mm -hmm. took it off. It was just too much. It was just taken yeah. off. It yeah. Taken off. And at that time, I even had an uncle that was actually practicing out of the doctor's office at that time. Oh, in the so, back here? On um, the side, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. My, my uncle Lou was a, a plastic surgeon. Huh. And, uh, he would see his patients here sometimes. So were you like daunted by the scope of the project of the of the porch or even i mean the whole house is like has to be rehabbed but i mean it's a really big porch and like it's really beautifully done you know it's like shows like this kind of heightened like skill already i mean had you been working as a carpenter for a while I I had been. I yeah. Had been. I had worked with David for probably five years. Yeah. At that point. Um, it was probably in the seventh year working with him that we. Oh, seven working. years. Yeah, seven years. Um, when I first started, there was a team of eight, and shortly within a year or so, it was just him and I. So it was like a one on one session. Wow. And um, yeah, it, it was. He really lent. So much to me and my understanding of older buildings and how they work and how they built and even how they fall apart and how they fall down. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was. I think I was too young and naive to know that I, what I was doing it was just it was just work. Yeah, yeah. And I, I knew the work, but what we were doing was exciting, and it, and the excitement just kept building and building on on that. Um, but it's your family home too. See, there had to be a lot of like pride it, in that. Was, I would imagine. There, there absolutely, there absolutely really was the. Oh, and, and yeah, there certainly was a lot of pride. I feel strange saying that, but yeah, there was. Um, we did certain things. Uh, we designed the handrail, the, the top rail that was different than 
most rails we made it in the shape of a triangle and we did that intentionally so our ports didn't end up with a bunch of beer bottles because that was oh funny yeah yeah <laughs> at this time i had a lot of my friends living in the house uh-huh. they were all living in here and i was uh, i'd wake them up with scrapers under their pillows and like it's time to go it's time to get busy oh did you start uh, working yeah they were oh that's funny really asking them for much rent money but um, it was whatever, sweat whatever they could throw in but it was sweat yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and um, so it wasn't just me alone but I, I think I was too young to really understand uh-huh. what I'm doing that was of such significance I mean I, I, I did have that sense of pride that you know this is my family generational home and I'm fixing it up and uh, you know in weird ways I, I think I was in tune with my ancestors and they, they were supporting me so when you like take on a project of like, do you guys strictly do like historic restoration? Is that the meat of like what you guys do? Uh, we do a lot of it, but it's not the only thing we do. Uh-huh. We do plenty of remodels, if you want to call them that, or revivals of historic homes. I'm one who believes that you should participate in the lineage of your home. I'm not a stringent preservationist in that respect. Uh-huh. Um, but when we do work in a home, we do try to maintain all the historic fabric. Um, that we can, and when it needs to be replaced, we replace it in kind. Um, we follow the standards of the State Historic Preservation Office, and so that's how we go about doing our thing. And Albany being an old city, it's got plenty of old buildings. That's one yeah. thing I thought about, like, driving in. I was like, oh, my God, look at all these. You know, I used to live here, but you, you drive in, and I'm thinking about historic, you know, preservation and all those kinds of things. Like, what's the like the number one thing when you look at a project and somebody's like, I want to I want to do this as if, you know, it was I'm putting it back to square one. Is, is there one thing or like, what's the hang up of that? Is there a problem in that? Um, honestly, it's actually one of my favorite parts of the entire project is doing the, you know, people call it demo or gutting, but I like to call it removals. At that time, we're really doing a forensic study of the building and we're peeling back old layers. And at the same time, our minds are working on figuring out how we're going to put this back together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, what do you want to add to that? that? Um, yeah, I would agree that that's the most exciting part of a project for me is once we actually do tear it all out because then you can finally see what you're going to make of it after that process and i think it's much harder to see before you do start yeah tearing stuff out it's really like doing like an autopsy of an ho- of a house in mm-hmm. a way and it's like it it is like exciting you get to go through and you're you're like oh like i I, I bet that's where the stairs came down originally or, you know, what was this used for? How was this built? Or, you know, like, what are the changes? And then you can see, like, when you tear into things, you can date things on, like, um, you know, you can get an idea of, like, oh, you know, this was uh, 1929 or, you know, 1931 during the Depression or whatever, where... Um, it's like, this is all they had and they wanted to divide this up into rooms for whatever reason, but mm-hmm. it's really cool to see, uh, yeah, just to see it truly the history. Is. It is yeah. one of my favorite parts of the yeah. project is that whole forensic study, that yeah. autopsy that you were touching on. Yeah. The discovery part of yeah. like, oh, this Discovery's was another way of saying it. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, I just, I heard yeah. a carpenter say that once and I was like, oh, that sounds expensive. 
<laughs> and it is also like the only way that you're going to get a realistic idea of what the process is to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're peeling back some lazy fixes, some poor ideas. Yeah. There's yeah. a whole lot of that. Uh-huh. Um, What's the most like, so you take on a project and, and the most recent one I saw you did was the talk house where it's this generational kind of expanse where they added on, added on, added on. And now it's your turn to fix it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's definitely one where you can, where you get that, like, you know, where you're digging through the history as you go through the house, because the whole thing started off as a 12 by 12 room Mm -hmm. with a, basement and an and an attic right you know that's about it yeah Yeah. and then it's like there's five or six different additions off of it as the years go on and the silt between the floor joists which oh yeah we all have to dig out with shovels and then figure out why they would have okay wait a second did she say silt in the floorboards And the silt between the floor joists. She did. So I went back and I talked to Chris and Kelsey a little bit more about that. So here's part of that conversation. Tell me about what was going on and explain what you found, I guess. I'm, I'm curious when about. Because we that was when we were deciding there yeah. were the two rooms that we took the wall down between them. And then and the, the floors were all. The floor joists were awful rotten on that one end. Yep. Um, we peeled up a bunch of wide plank flooring, mm-hmm. which at one point probably was the finished floor. Um, we did hang on to it and salvage it, and we got mm-hmm. it piled up. But that was a new discovery. Yeah. We, we, I had never come across that. Um, I know everyone around me was just like, what is it? <laughs> what is it? So <laughs> yeah. just me. So um, it's just sandy, I, dusty. It was clay-like, dried-up clay. So the floor joists were packed tight with clay underneath the wood. Uh, On top of the wood, because they they ran rails between the joists. Okay. They would put in some kind of uh, almost like scrap wood planking that would allow the stuff to Mm -hmm. just fall through to the just fall out beneath Mm -hmm. it. Um, And this is the room is. About 300 square feet on its own. So, mm-hmm. and, and to our knowledge, it's only in that one area of the house. So it's kind of puzzling, but yeah, our, we haven't investigated the other side far enough yet. But yeah. <laughs> um, so we did lead into talking to some people that might have, we talked to the town historian and he said, I think that might be Loudonville silt. Uh-huh. Um, that could just be what he was calling it or what it really <laughs> was. I did talk to, uh, a uh, preservation architect that we work with from time to time. And she said, Chris, I, you know, my best guess is that that portion of the house was built over a hundred years ago and they could have just used it as a form of not only insulation, but a way to keep you know, vermin and critters from coming up from underneath this, the, this area at one point was just built on stilts. So there was airflow beneath it all. Um, at least that's what we, we think was going on. And it kind of helps give an understanding of why they would try to create such a floor that was so thick and so 
protected in so many mm-hmm. ways, or that would protect vermin from coming in in different ways. Yeah. So what do you guys do? You take up the whole floor, and then because what caught my interest is you you talked about Kelsey shoveling out the dirt. Yeah. So is that was that step one, or what? How, like, what's it like? I'm just curious. Like, you reveal this huge problem. Like, right? Like, yeah, unforeseen. What is this? What yeah. does it contain? Is it hazardous? <laughs> is, is there work sake? Will it hurt us? Yeah. Under All the these things. Dirt layer, right? There were a lot of pipes that we're, prob- we're eventually going to have to access to, I don't know, maybe do other work at the house. So we were, I, yeah. Because now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, did we actually even have to shovel all of the dirt? <laughs> like, did it? Happen? <laughs> did it? <laughs> Is it completely that at all? But do you do you like pause? Or do you get the owner? Are you like, can you look at this? Or I mean, or do you? We're shocked at first, and we're yeah, like, okay, we're gonna have to try to understand it. I was kind of joking with Kelsey that I, I literally drove around with a bunch of it in a bag in the back of my truck for a while to try, <laughs> trying to get it tested to figure out what is this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I was told it would take about 18 months to get tested. So I was like, okay, we're not really necessarily testing this, but we'll keep talking to the historians and we'll be certain mm-hmm. what we're doing at least is, you know, sound and safe. And at that point, we definitely suited up in respirators and yeah. tie bag suits. Oh, okay. It's unknown. It's kind of like, oh, he showed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is he contagious? You yeah. know, that kind of thing. But, uh, is it contagious? Uh, no. Honestly, like, there's a part of the floor that was so compromised that we needed to take that section out. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're kind of right. Did we have to take it all? But then we're weighing it in relationship to what else is going to come in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so we got to run new plumbing lines, new electrical, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And this might be different. And this is a crawl space. So, you know, on your back, you might, you could, I don't know, it's less than two feet above you so you don't I think I saw this you know, is the big hole in the house right like yeah, in the middle the yeah yeah <laughs> now because that area like has no real like foundation do, or do you have to re-pour in there or like what do you what yeah, do you we will be uh, we'll be putting new footings in so okay we'll footings in and then we'll build off of those uh, to support a beam, and then we'll carry our floor joists from there. Mm-hmm. Um, it really was like uh, kind of weighing the decision. That's kind of what we do. Is it worth it? You know, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always the guy with you know two birds, one stone type thing. So if we take it out now, this will you know make way for a lot for us down the road. It'll be less troublesome, less difficult, less easy, or more easy, not less. Yeah, more easy to handle. We can step in there. We can stand in there. We can. Yeah. Right. It's about modern amenities, bringing modern amenities into yeah. the house in that area they never had. I guess stepping back, because like now you have to have like the 10,000 foot view. Where do you start with a project like that? Like as a like, where does the the historical preservation come in that is going to unify all of that? I, that's the I guess thing I'm curious about. I mean, certainly the first thing. Well, first of all, the Talk House is really a special house. It's At this point, it's 273 years old. It was a Stephen Van Rensselaer tenant farmhouse, just recently individually listed to the National Historic Registry, which is a big deal. Um, 
how do we how do we start some of these projects? We we do we peel off we we take our experience that we bring our experience to the project. We have an idea what we're going to find. There's always surprises. Um, it's it's. I say we're peeling back things to find mm -hmm. out things. You know, mm -hmm. we're inferring different things. Uh, we've got this old crooked beam in the basement. I think it, they had a barn at one time and they needed to put an addition out because the family was growing. And they decided, that'll work. Mm -hmm. And it's as simple as that. And you're making all these kind of references and you want to you want to participate in what they had once done. Oh, that's an interesting thought, to participate in the history of the house. Yeah, like the mm -hmm. whole lineage in a different... And, mm -hmm. and that's what I think we do. In a lot of respects, and and that for me, that is the most exciting part of the project. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the there's so many exciting parts of the project, honestly. Mm -hmm. But the opening is always a big one, mm -hmm. and you know, you got to break an egg to make an omelet. So <laughs> we're, we are taking you know things mm -hmm. down, pulling off paneling, pulling off wallpaper, plaster. What? There's no insulation. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it, mm -hmm. it, there's, there's mm -hmm. all those references and referring. And at the same time, you're thinking about how are we going to put this back together while maintaining the historic fabric? Mm -hmm. um, and what does it take to maintain that? I guess that's the thing um, I'm curious about. Certainly you want to, you want to protect that material from getting damaged throughout mm -hmm. the project. Uh, that's that's largely what it is, and you know, I think our one that's of the discoveries another. we had weeks now that we've been on the project just doing removals, is we found an oh well, oh my god there was a hole in the wall like you noticed that there might have been a door there, then we found out that that not only was the door there but the jam was there and at one point in its history it got moved over to here and then now we took it down and now we put it back where it once was, and I don't know it's kind of the, the sense of like. We're getting it right. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing right by this home. Or, uh, yeah. And we're, and, yeah. And another, that's another one of my favorite things is that when we do start tearing things out, we can go through and find the things that do still have the integrity to be saved, like moldings that are like extra yeah. special. And we can like take all the nails out and, you know, strip and repaint them if we need to. But just like bringing those special details back into the design, whatever the new design might be, um, is a really fun part. Yeah. And also like the wood is probably some of the most valuable stuff <laughs> that you find in the old houses is because it's all old growth lumber. It's all like, it, it is it's, desired. It's you know? yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You really can't even barely buy it now. Yeah. You're not going to find you it. You won't find else. something like that. We, we were recently asked to build some store windows, and one of the requests of the customer was that we, we use old growth wood. Wow. Um, hmm. Yeah. And would it, why? Why would they ask for that? Because, because it, it it's tied strong. into the house? Well, or? because so, like, you have more layers of the wood, and the growth rings are hard. And in between is soft. So it's like the summer and the winter growth. Uh -huh. And so like an old growth lumber, if you have 50 years in a two by four, it's going to be so much stronger than like something that you buy at Lowe's now might have like three five rings. or ten. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Um, partially petrified. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's okay. like um, there, it has a lot more integrity. It's going to be a lot more pest resistant, too, mm -hmm. because... Because um, it's harder. Because it's harder. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, interesting. So okay. there, there's and like it was a number grown of at like its natural rate, yeah. whereas now they grow wood as fast as they can. Yeah. To pump out more and more and more. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Interesting. 
Kelsey, so Kelsey, what are like some things like, so you're a project manager, you're coming in like kind of behind Chris or with Chris, mm -hmm. what are some things you're looking for in terms of taking on a project? Is there something catching your eye differently than Chris's? I mean, I'm going to assume yeah. you guys complement each other in some way. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think that some of my favorite projects that I've done, and that's another reason that I have loved working here so much is that any like weird project, whether it's like a personal project or more of an artistic thing that I've come to Chris with, um, he's like completely down to help out with it in whatever possible way, <laughs> like whatever zany idea either I or somebody else has. Um, and that's really good. And I feel like that's what I look for in projects. I enjoy things that I've never done before um, because I really like applying everything that I've learned so far to something new. And so far it's, it tends to work out really well. And, um, what else, what have we been doing more of lately? We've been doing like cabinets and cabinet mm -hmm. refacing. Yeah. Um, and that's a thing that, that we didn't do a lot of. Maybe oh, yeah. before. And you were crushing all those mahogany screen doors. Yeah, those were really <laughs> crushing <fun>. mahogany. <laughs> crushing yeah. We made, yeah. I think, eight or nine of them. Yeah, those were great. I liked that um, a lot. Okay. We, 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 yeah, we have various set projects. They're not always necessarily on the historic spectrum. Like, um, recently we were the general contractor at the South End Grocery where we took an old McDonald's. Oh, really? And now it's a grocery store from a, an old, dilapidated, vacant, abandoned McDonald's into a grocery store. So well, that's such a different end of the spectrum. Like, yeah. 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 Well, it's not like we don't exclude, like, you know, Chris said before, is that we don't exclusively work on, like, restorations or mm -hmm. really old buildings. Right. And it's like, um, you know, because we are a business, too. So mm -hmm. at some point, you know you can seek out projects that you really enjoy but also you sometimes have to take on stuff that is um mm -hmm. but that sounds interesting work. in a way yeah. as like like yeah I, it's fun like you aren't yeah. like taking on i'm gonna assume you guys are at a point where you can say no to some degree uh, we try we not to yeah <laughs> right. but we almost but have not every, to we there's not like, every project yeah, fits you so right like you got to look yeah. at it as like can I be with this person for so long until we're can shake hands and say goodbye, mm -hmm. but taking on a project like that, like what are, what are the issues that arise in that? Cause that's gotta be, because one, you're dealing with like, I'm going to say cheap construction, maybe. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that's McDonald's? another project, although like, you know, <laughs> we take on work to take on work, but that is definitely another like passion project. Yeah. Is, uh -huh. Um, you know, converting the McDonald's. Into yeah. yeah. Like and I think that we all really care about what Trayvon is doing and we really deeply care about the cause and that makes it that much better to help to work on and help them out with. Uh -huh. Yeah. You're part of something that's bigger than yourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Yourselves, um, Using a vacant building, you know, that beautiful. And I'm turning sure, into, like, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily use the word cheap, but it's like a lot of like, the really the thing that I really enjoy about this job is the variation 
and the fact that every day is like a new problem to solve. Mm-hmm. There is right. there is no um it's never like mundane, it's never mm-hmm. boring. It's always something new and it's like even with that you can do a really great job and figure out how to solve the problem with like the things that are available to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we've never advertised all our business comes typically word of mouth yeah. or our projects bring them on. Um, recently creating the food fridge shelters uh, led someone to reach out to us about wanting to build some steps and a similar shelter f- uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I think we do have an impact in our, our community in, in so many different ways. And, and well, I, I, I think certainly just the basic like maintaining architectural um like uh i'm gonna use the wrong word like dignity or like uh you know historical you know preservation is like like very important you know on that level and then these other things you're talking about in terms of transforming a old mcdonald's you know there's that you know incredible issue that like we have as a as a culture of abandoning structures to make a bigger, better one, two doors down. Right. And then there's that thing of like, well, now what do we do with this eyesore? Right. So I I mean that reuse and re, you know, um, repurposing of McDonald's is incredible. And, you know, it's sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Work rather than demoing it, carrying it off and becoming something else. Right. it's your, it's an adaptive reuse. Right. Plus it's, I feel like that project in particular, like, like you're saying with the food project of building shelters for the fridges, you know, in that community, there's not a lot of access to food. Right. Absolutely. So like the symbol of like, well, here's your food, here's a McDonald's, you know, well, well now it's like many years later. Now it's like, oh, here's a grocery store. Right. Like that's huge. Like that's transformational. Um, it's predominantly filled with, Fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah, that's that's a amazing huh. And hot cooked meals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cook is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But what do you? So like, you go in, you have to convert a McDonald's to a grocery store. Yeah, that was the project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. What yeah. like was like like day one? Like what, the discovery process is like. Well, we have to get rid of the fryer. But like, well, yeah. like, is there like just years of water damage? Like, oh, yeah. how yeah, much of a nightmare? I feel like would this be? Well, it, it was a shame that yeah, a lot of the pipes are frozen and broken and burst, and you don't find those out first off because you don't have the water on. Yeah. The right. So yeah. One of the first things we did was. Cut out the benches and chairs and tables, and it's it just kind of like transforms. It wouldn't you wouldn't recognize it as a McDonald's any yeah. longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's and, and that's like most of our projects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sometimes the it kind of comes to life as like as you work through it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like uh, for me personally, it's really hard to walk in there and. And then you like close your eyes and try and imagine what it would be when it's all done. Yeah, we don't but have we don't have blueprints and plans yeah, for every no, project. You just mm-hmm. kind of go the through step by step, and then you <laughs> yeah, a lot of times you figure it out. Yeah, and um, yeah, with that, like we didn't even figure out how bad the plumbing was until what a week before. Uh, you know, yeah. it was right up until the last minute yeah. that they were oh my working God. on. Day it was opening. Yeah. Yeah. We were working in like inches of water yeah. a couple of days to 
even like put the bathroom ceiling up yeah. and just I don't know get but, uh, everything that's put also like indicative of like that yeah. building wasn't ever supposed to be saved you know when right. when whoever walked away from it with the McDonald's is they didn't drain out the water mm-hmm. you know everything was just cut and it was it's like crazy turn the lights off yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah but that's what i mean like so like they're like when i say cheap construction like a mcdonald's it, you know, like you guys were moments before we were talking about old growth wood yeah, <laughs> yeah. right <laughs> then you're, you're talking about well we went into a mcdonald's and made a grocery store those are like really drastic differently skill sets of the same toolbox yeah. but it's like well that's a different kind of tool yeah so that that's kind of interesting to me i mean it like you're like the the i, I don't know why, you know what attracts business our way is it the product we're creating is there the attitude that we approach them or is it the way that we creative so, creatively solve them uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> i know i'd be all certain way yeah. uh, i mean i don't I want the people phone like to our can do attitude <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, definitely the can-do attitude. Yeah. Can do. I mean, maybe maybe it's because we take on things that other people yeah. won't. We're like, yeah, we'll but, try um, it. Yeah, we'll try it once. We'll try anything once, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess we do push it, don't we? <laughs> Is part of your attraction to old buildings the materials they're made with? I feel like that's got to be part of it. I think so. Yeah. For me, it's definitely the architectural features in these. The architectural yeah, and that, yeah. I can lose myself or geek out on some yeah. <laughs> Because you're on the uh, the Historical Society Board. I'm going to mess that yeah, up. Yeah, I'm on the Historical Albany Foundation's Board of Directors. Uh-huh. But I also um, sit on the Historic Resource Commission for the city, which is – I. I I enjoy doing it. I enjoy being a part of it. I'm the only contractor on the board amongst architects. Um, so I think I do bring something to the table that's a little bit different when we're reviewing other people's projects and discussing them um, and how we solve them. I share our thoughts on how we solve situations because mm-hmm. we, we work in older buildings primarily. Albany's an old city. Um, the capital region is, is old in itself. We, you know, we work down in the Hudson Valley as well. But um, yeah, we're always looking at it, I guess, in the way we look at it. And I don't know how exactly how to describe how we look. But when you say <laughs> you all, could, but all our minds are on it. You know, it's yeah. not just yeah. one mm-hmm. by any means. Um, but when you say you uh, can geek out on certain elements, what are those moments you can geek out on? Is it the details? Is it like the like the architectural details of something? Or I, I think it, for me, it's like the amount of the remaining historic fabric that that really excites mm-hmm. me. You know. The amount of historic fabric that remains, whether it's baseboard or a newel post or a railing, it's the amount that's still there mm-hmm. um, that means a lot to me. Um, and, you know, preservationists, we, we use these terms or we, use, we say things like um, uh, a sense of space. You know, what mm. exactly does that mean, the sense of space? You know, but what it means is it's like your connection to the built environment. I know that everyone everyone has their own unique relationship with their built environment. Uh, we get to live that every day. That's mm. the rad part, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, to me, I was driving down Madison Avenue. I'm looking over. This was the old Pine Hills 
library branch. And I would, as a young kid, the floors would creak in that old library. And the, and the curved glass, I would stare at the cars because when we went to the bar, the cars, they would shrink into these little mini clown cars. And I thought it was the coolest thing. If anything had ever happened to that building or that piece of glass, I think I would be touched and disappointed mm. and bummed. Mm -hmm. So I, I very much get like when there's a there's a sadness when we lose our, our historic buildings from demolition or neglect or fire or yeah, all those things that bring about like, uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah. the connection to past. Like yeah, yeah. We we all really have that. Um, yeah. I think it is more the details for me because it's like a reminder of the care and the time that went into doing things yeah and um like a lot of things like that's a lot of the work that i really enjoy too is when we're working on the cabinets it's it's um it's a lot more like delicate work and more um in like uh with a certain intent behind it than it is to like frame a wall uh -huh. You know, th than to rough in a wall or something like that, mm -hmm. where, I mean, that can be fun too, but. So like the finish work. The finish work, mm -hmm. yeah. Or just seeing how they took the materials and what they did with them. Or what are they called? The cornice, like cornices on the buildings. And it's, or, you know, even just going down like to the Capitol and seeing all the, uh. We should talk about the Capitol. Yeah, uh, yeah. because we did work in the Capitol. Pause for a second. Mayhem. Um, you know, just to think that that's like... We used to build stuff like that, and there was, you know, you brought in a thousand people mm -hmm. to Crazy. just tink tink carve stone, carve stones yeah, yeah. all day. I mean, I definitely feel goblins. like I feel like that when I walk through downtown Troy, and you just have this variety of. I mean, every building is like some guy was trying to like outdo the guy next to him. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's like. But Kelsey, with with you, what would mm -hmm. like what like. So, like, what gets you excited about working, like, with your, your hands? Like, um, I would say similar. I really like, I really get into the materials, I feel mm -hmm. like, of things. And I also love doing finish work, I think, the most. And um, I don't know, I guess just finding ways to do it better and better every single time that I do it. I like have dreams about it. I obsess over things and like, what about the materials though? Like working with wood is that? Yeah. And I also really get into, um, what types of wood are good for different things. Mm. Uh, I would Give say. Give me an example of that. Like, like I, that, that's curious. When we're, when we're doing exterior stuff, we use a lot of mahogany. Um, and I, I don't know. I just like finding out, you know, what, what material or where I could get it from that might be a better option than mm -hmm. something different or than getting it from like Home Depot because um, I like to avoid that. But yeah, it depends. I don't know. I guess it's the details of, of the final product also. And I like when we go into houses and there's like natural wood finishes mm -hmm. on things on like the moldings. Um, and just looking for how we can 
either restore or save any moldings that are intact. And mm -hmm. yeah. Do you guys ever get a project where you, you talk someone out of doing a certain thing yeah. where they're like, I want to gut this and I want to put in, you know, this thing I saw on the home improvement show or, you know, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like where, where it's like, and you're just looking at it like you are destroying everything interesting about this house. Yeah. I feel like we can, we don't try to give, I, I don't know. I don't think we give people too hard of a time. Or, or maybe they, they wouldn't hire you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Then they might look for somebody else. But that's also where our, where the discretion and what jobs you take comes in yeah. because it, you know, we probably wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're, they, right. They wouldn't hire, they would hire like, you know, John, yeah. Johnny, the handyman. Exactly. Or something. In so many ways it, it really goes back to, you know, what we have accomplished in the word of mouth. Um, we mm -hmm. get passed from customer to customer in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's really what kind of guides a lot of our projects. Another project that we've recently been asked to do, the New Scotland Distillery is looking to create a tasting room on the corner of Larkin State. Mm, I've um, heard about that. Yeah. And a lot of we maybe we maybe got the job because Kelsey did such an amazing job <laughs> with the interior of Lo-Fi. Yeah. Um, oh, OK. Honestly, <laughs> I thought you were going to mention the screen doors again. No, I'm joking. Oh, oh, I, 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 I can say a lot about yeah. I, I was surprised to hear you not talk more about like design, how much you like design. Yeah, <laughs> so, I guess I forget um, how much I, I do like that part a lot too. Is the um, lo-fi, is that your restaurant? Am I, am I, is that the right term yeah. to even use? Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize well, that. I, I built the, I built out the whole interior of it. Oh, okay. Yep. Interesting. It's more of a bar. Though, There's flowers right? yeah, on the ceiling. Yeah, it's like a cocktail oh, bar. Like wooden flower? Like, what no, do you mean flowers? Plastic flowers, flowers all over oh, the ceiling. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah. thinking like hand turned. And that was, that's a thing that like when people walk in, they're initially impressed by that because Nick did a lot of the design work for that and he put the flowers up. <laughs> then, oh, you did. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do the flowers. <laughs> oh, no. That had to be an easy job, though. No. There's a lot of cool, funky stuff in there. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was his. But I do enjoy that part of it. Um, I don't know, kind of like, and that was another thing, like what Charles was talking about earlier, how there's like a problem. <laughs> like you see kind of the whole project as like there's a problem or like this specific thing that I haven't figured out or done before that I now need to like figure mm. out and make it happen. So it, that was just a lot of like yeah. problem solving. And that's um, like, I feel I mean, like that is the art of, uh, yeah. Damn it, Chris, oh, you beat yeah. me to it. That was good. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah, that's the art of it. I mean, that's, that's making art, right? Yeah. Like I want to make a picture about, you know, whatever death. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a problem, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. how do you do that? Yeah. You know? And then it's just step by step. Mm -hmm. That's Okay. Well, the problem would like, so we'll circle back because you mentioned it, the, the capital project. Um, so what, what was that? Like, that was why did they bring you in? Uh, we were, we were brought in because we are sensitive to historic buildings. And here we are, <laughs> we're in here in the state capital, ripping up carpet that was glued down on top of this beautiful mitten tile. Um, 
swimming and goo swimming and goo uh-huh. <laughs> falling and swimming and bleeding and, yeah. but um the, the the finished product even though we weren't the ones that reset some of the missing lost tiles or any of that it, it was just pretty i think these guys should speak up on it because they did a lot more ripping and pulling than yeah. i did but <laughs> obviously it had to be rewarding um it's, it's not like picking a scab until it all goes away but it was it was so the idea is it there's a, a, it's, a carpet. It's a discovery. It's like buried treasure. I, I, yeah, yeah. How could you say? And some, <laughs> yeah. somebody, some, someone at the state was like, what, they saw a tile? And they're well, like, you know, there's something cool under here. Yeah. I, yes. Exactly, that is, <laughs> that's truly exactly what happened. And they okay. hired a foreign company to come and rip it up. And they showed up with a 500-pound carpet ripper and immediately saw this mitten tile, which they suspected was there. What's and, the uh, word you're using? What kind Minton, of tile? Minton tile. What does that mean? I think mean? it's the family is out of Pennsylvania. Um, right? England. 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 That tile um, was shipped over, I believe, to the state capital from England. Oh, man. Up. What yeah. makes it, it's a solid, full solid body cement tile. Wow. Um, yeah. And the pigment. Full body the, pigment that colors yeah. all the way through. The so pigment the surface, carries all the way through. Which kind of lends itself to its overall durability over time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, that was that was neat and different. But uh, we were asked to do it because uh, we would take the sensitive approach. Yeah. So a guy shows up with a carpet tedious. ripper, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, "Pause." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. And they have the hotline to the Albany artisans. Correct. Yeah. And then what do you guys do? Ah, uh, this is what <laughs> two yeah. or three yeah. weeks on your hands and knees. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And how some soybean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, is there a, a, a testing process? Do you just show up yes. day one with like a little putty knife? You're like, we'll just, we'll yeah, do this. Yeah, we put some or different chemicals yeah. on there. Gugon, I'm going to imagine. We did. No, we did do an initial <laughs> test phase, test phase mm-hmm. um, where I think, what, a 10 by 10 area or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was relatively, yeah. we were shooting for 10 by 10. It was like an 8 by 8. Mm-hmm. And, and Are we talking labor? inches or feet? Feet. Feet. Yeah. Oh, that was the test area. Yeah. yeah. That's a big test so area. How labor intensive would this be? Mm-hmm. How, okay. Yeah. How do you propose a job like this? We're we're carpenters ripping up carpet. Yeah. yeah. Um it's close. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the reward was giant. Yeah, uh-huh. It really was. It was it was it was giant in the sense of I don't know. We're walking the halls of the state capitol. You talked about the stone carvers and yeah. yeah, we saw the demon. We found the demon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, I can't. I, where it was. I know yeah. like a little bit about this. What is the demon? Uh, He's right outside of the Dunkin Yeah, there's Donuts. like a small little like walnut <laughs> size. There's a small like walnut size uh, demon or devil. Yeah, it's really tiny. Uh-huh. That somebody, that one of the stonemasons must have carved in. It's like hidden As like underneath an like Easter one egg? of the florets yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But okay. It's really small. And uh, it's really cool. Yeah. My understanding, there was like four or five hundred stonemasons, yeah. and they actually ran out of like ideas of what to do. And a lot of the stonemasons at the capital at the time were like they didn't know how to design it or what to design it. And so the stonemasons were carving images of their children. They were carving images of their wives. Oh my god! Wow. So it really took probably all lost their minds because <laughs> they just ran out of what do we do here. Uh, yeah. Or, or I, I don't know the true story, but I like to know the true story. Yeah. But I think it was somewhat of a, yeah, 
honoring huh. whatever you kind of make it feel like it all blends in. But what, <laughs> so uh, well, let's finish up though. But what was the trick to getting the carpet up? What kind of glue, do you know what kind of glue they use? Beanie And do you, do you like just it was saturate like a, it? Yeah, it was like yeah, a solvent uh, that was made from soybeans yeah. or something. Yeah. Okay, so it's so, like non-toxic. Yeah, yeah. But when I, if, it's probably building. toxic. It probably is toxic. But the big <laughs> yeah, thing was, the big thing was that we were working there and... You know, the business. It's business as usual right. everywhere else, but mm-hmm. the one room where we There's are. There's like so, a million OSHA yeah. violations going but, on. Yeah, but let's not talk about that. We're really good. No, but that. I'm, I'm we saying were. that uh, we good chose team, we chose that product because you have to like you can't have the smell of some really type of harsh yeah. solvent. Yeah. So it was something that would both dissolve the glue and also like work in the space that we were in. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, um, that was kind of the secret. And the other secret was just like a hell of a lot of elbow grease. It's Uh just, it's, it was all work is the whole job was just, just like a putty knife. Pretty much. Yeah. Came up with the carpet. Yeah. Despite we like dumped the, the beanie do on top of the carpet, cut it into like, manageable slices and then started pulling it up. Um, but a lot of the tiles were coming out. So then we had like probably four buckets just full of loose tiles. No, oh covered, covered, covered in, in like three millimeters still. of glue. Yeah. yeah. I think it was like 14 days in. So then we had 25 like, gallons. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we had people over buckets with like scrapers and scrubbers and just hand scrubbing every last corner mm-hmm. and tile. Oh my god. Yeah. But who like whose like pet project is this? Like that seems like something like it was at the state capitol. I didn't know this, but there's numerous architects that work at the state capitol. It was Andrea Lazarski who approached us, and she is the restoration coordinator for the state capitol. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did we do? We uncovered art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was somebody's okay. art that we I uncovered. Mean, yeah, that's the uh, and, the preservation yeah. and the restoration part of what we did, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's like are. we yeah. couldn't say no once we saw it. I yeah. feel like no. we all got excited it's, about it's it. It's like it's penance. Yeah. It's you're, you know, you're paying for the <laughs> sins of your father. Was there a- <laughs> essentially you're going into <laughs> that, this right, place right. where yeah. at some point somebody said, Man, I I really wish my shoes wouldn't click against this beautiful Too noisy thigh. in here. Yeah. <laughs> that and was then, the you know, and was the there solution- a paper trail? Like was there like could they go back and see who ordered this carpet? I don't know. Because that'd I be interesting know. to know. Uh, we were told I don't know that why. it was most likely 40 some years old. Um, uh uh-huh. Okay. They yeah. don't exactly know why. You know, we expect So that's that. Mario Cuomo time. It actually time. looked like it had been done twice. I think there was red carpet on there first. They peeled it up, glued it again. Oh, and I yeah. think that's why a lot of the tiles were damaged and pulled up in some spots. Yeah. Is because cause underneath that radiator, there was red carpet. Mm. Right. And... Oh. So I think they pulled it once and recarpeted it with the blue carpet. And, and there was no known exactly, you know, I th- another reason is, you know, it, it could have been terrible shape. That's why we carpeted it. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we oh, no yeah, idea. that we was no true. Idea. We had no idea what we were going to find. Mm-hmm. But you just had well, to get we the carpet keep going for it. Because there was little rewards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. even with that, you had, like, the forensic part of it is... When we were pulling it up um, in the rooms, in the room closest to the exterior of the building, yeah. 
So they had run radiators. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, they had to like um, basically route the pipes around the outside of the building. So you, as we uncovered it, we got to see where um, they had basically removed the floor and put in like a metal trough to hold all of this piping and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, kind of concreted in to where the tiles had been busted up. So there was parts in the back of the room where it wasn't 100% complete. That's true. But yeah. it was also still cool to, I mean, that's that in itself yeah, is yeah, part of the history of the building. You're saying yeah. the building yeah. went from forced hot air yeah. to right. a hydronic hot water radiator right. system, a closed loop system. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. So it was kind of neat to see how they did it. And I actually yeah. I think it was, you know, it was kind of fairly lame the way they did it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> At least the, the finished work was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's the plumber's fault. Yeah. I like finding the couple <laughs> yeah, of sections like that had different. <laughs> Your neighbor's house got totaled. Kelsey, uh, where were you? Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. oh, yeah. <laughs> like when, as we were uncovering it, there was like one corner in the back and I think one corner in the front that there were like tiles or specific individual tiles that were like very different from any of the other ones in the room. So mm-hmm. that was a cool thing too that yeah. I liked finding. You could also see places where certain things had been replaced over the years yeah. because they weren't uh, like an exact match or sometimes uh, they broke the pattern where, you know, the, the um, graphic on the tile didn't exactly match, but maybe that's what they had mm-hmm. to put mm-hmm. back in that spot. So. Mm. And we're looking this closely at this kind of stuff to achieve the greatest goal. Mm-hmm. You know, that that that's really what is rewarding is the end that you will tearsly study this. We're still discussing it, and there's a, there's smiles on both your faces. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. How did yeah, we get there? I know. It's interesting. At the time, yeah. I remember a lot of why did why we did do we do this? this? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're carpenters and you're removing yeah. carpet. Yeah. yeah, well, that's your penance. Yeah. <laughs> you, the penance. What, yeah, penance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, Tra- was, that was a good one. Charlie mm-hmm. got very Catholic. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, there's a repression yeah, here. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm busting out my, busting out my Roman Catholic <laughs> vocabulary <laughs> over here. Plus balance over here on that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we almost said it all. Uh, Chris, you wanted to, there was something about your, what was it? There was a thing about, um. The logo, the, or the what is that? Is our logo. Oh, right. The, what is it? The acorn? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Why? Why uh, the acorn was chosen um, as a as a company logo in a way? Yeah, I'm uh, curious about that. Uh, how am I going to say this exactly in a real simple form? Uh, if an acorn is a seed, it, it 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 has the potential to grow into something. Larger than itself. Maybe it's a mighty oak tree. If it's an acorn, I think it's probably going to, what, raise an oak tree, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no maple. Well, we, I think for me personally, and I, I got to think that they do too, the others on the team here that participate, um, the team's bigger than the three of us that are here tonight. Um, I do think we all really enjoy getting to the finish line, actualizing mm-hmm. something. Uh, I don't want to use the reference, you know, a phoenix from the ashes, but sometimes it often feels like that. Sure, and, sure. And, and some of our um, 
land bank properties that we've turned around and fully restored. Um, they'd scare most buyers and they, you know, at times intimidated us, but now it's common ground for us. And um, I think it's kind of like our happy play for some odd reason, at least it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good feeling for sure. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, tell a friend and be sure to subscribe to Art Town on either Apple Podcast or Spotify. Art Town is engineered and produced by Silent Studios North with exclusive theme music by Fantagram.